0: Because we're, we're just Island boys We're just Island boys We're just Island boys For the Butterfield Bermuda Championship DB and Pat in the house Just some Island boys, you know, kicking it Freestyling for some DFS Some betting picks for the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. We're going to get to that uh, The Island boys here in just a moment uh, Pat, did you like no. that? Did you like that? What?
1: What is that? Those are the Island Boys. You don't know who those guys are? No, no, this is this, not. There's something wrong with those guys. There's no. That's not the Island Boys. <laughs> those are the Island the Boys, man. Something like me and you, but I don't. I don't understand. It is. It, our
0: faces may be on there, but you know, we're 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 in Bermuda. It's an island. It's a lovely mm. place, um, but it's also kind of white trash, really. The field is, and that's no offense to. uh to white folks, but that's kind of what the field looks like. We're going to get into that here in a minute. We are presented to you by our friends at Covers.com. Winning starts at Covers.com. If you love sports and you love to win, you need to head over to Covers.com. Our new new partnership with Covers has been fantastic so far. Hope you're enjoying it. The The show's presented by them every week, the betting show. We're going to combine everything in one tonight because it's the Butterfield Bermuda. Okay, let's be honest. Um, but And then we've also got our article over there with our head-to-head matchups our top 20s top 10s prop bets that we like over there the only place you can find those bets that we want to lock in every week is on covers.com and it's free okay and they've been doing it for over 25 years and they serve over 20 million sports bettors annually it is where you go to start your betting process nfl college football the playoff major league playoffs are here pat's ready for that pat's in his uh braves themed attire i'm going full island boy with my attire yeah. with my wardrobe here clashing floral prints i thought that was apropos for tonight but head over to covers.com check them out and we appreciate them for sponsoring the podcast oh kistler's in the chat he says he's an island boy pat so you, you haven't seen the island boy uh the island i have Boys? not seen what,
1: what it is you're talking taking about.
0: the world by storm
1: uh-huh
0: let's uh, maybe producer Sam, let's fire this up. Let's show Pat just a a glimpse of who the Island Boys are. Maybe get your live reactions. Okay. How about that?
1: Because I'm an Island Boy and I've been trying to make, oh, I'm an Island Boy. I, I'm a just island boy. I'm
0: a just island boy. Ooh. I'm a get key white wine. Ooh. You're gonna keep that gun. Uh. I'll be just staring at the sun. I'm just like a fool gazing. I'm like, pull where I'm staying. They're like, you wanna be famous? I'm trying to be out the greatest. I'm Ooh. gonna float, oh boy. I get real damn <laughs> topic. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts?
2: I
1: don't even... I- <laughs> That's that's taking the nation by storm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's popular. They're just island
0: boys, man. It's got over six million views on TikTok. Everybody's had it. They were on the they were on Dave Portnoy's show today or yesterday, Barstool. Um, everybody just loves the island boys and all they were doing, man, was just kicking it in the pool freestyling and that's what came out. Do you know that and it ain't you know, they're not food gazing, you know, they're just they're real. We don't even
1: know if they're on an island.
0: But that's true. We don't, but they're in a pool. They are in a pool, which a lot of pools so are on islands. they're
1: island boys because they're in the pool.
0: No, they're, they they're, they say they're island boys. Can't you tell but by the accent? This, wh-
1: what's, why do they have to have hair like that to be island boys?
0: They don't have to, but they they're unique island boys. The one dude's hair like a looks like a a handful of French fries on his head. That was. I, can you give uh, me? Can you give me an impression? They're just freestyling. Like, you can you can you give me any of that? <laughs>
1: Uh, we are just island boys. We are just <laughs> island boys. We're sitting in the pool, and we look like DAs. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, they look like they got a touch of touch of autism or something going on in there. They got a little dose of something that uh that got in there, man. Those guys, man, alive. Can you believe that? And the whole of the world's laughing at them, and they don't even know. They don't even understand it.
1: Golly. That's but I thought.
0: Insane. You know, I thought... Well, I didn't
1: know we were going to start this way. Like, I
0: didn't know... I know, man. Sometimes I try to mix up the start, the, you know, the, the beginning. Get out the gate, do something weird. Maybe do something a little, uh, you know, um, foo-gazy. Foo-crazy, maybe. So that's what I try to do. I try to mix it up a little bit and keep the mm-hmm. people guessing, you know? And I think that's what, you know, the Island Boys... That's what we are tonight, baby. We're the Island Boys, breaking this down.
1: Yeah, okay. We're in Bermuda. I don't want to be considered the Island Boys. <laughs> I really don't, like... <laughs> uh, I mean, let's just leave it at that. You can be an island boy if you want to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm thinking about it for Halloween. I think that if you could come up with a killer, if you could come up with a killer island boys Halloween costume, I mean, you would win Halloween. I'm pretty sure you would win a lot of contests.
1: Not, not here. You around know where I live. Every... They would be like, "What is going on with that guy?" <laughs> and why did they let him through the well, gate? Yeah,
0: in the gated community of Savannah. <laughs>
1: but wait a minute, Pat. I just thought about it. You are an
0: island boy. You live on an island. Yeah. Marcus Griffin but, just said it. Skid away, Island Boys.
1: Okay, I could I could come up with a different version of that. Skid
0: away, Island Boys. Skid away, Island Boys.
1: Hmm. My goodness. Uh, what do we have next to move on to? <laughs> I, mean, I don't, are we done? I guess Is this the can. end
0: of the show? I guess we can be done, but I'm not going to commit to zero more Island Boy references before it's okay. over. Um, so anyway, I guess we're doing the Butterfield Bermuda thing. I, I told people on Twitter, on Instagram, well, not on Instagram, but in the Nut Hut, like, d- you know, did we do some research tonight? Yes, we did. Um, am I, am I going to throw some picks out there? Yeah. Am I going to make some picks, like, for real later this week? Yes. Um, am I going to play a little bit of DraftKings, DFS? Yes, I am. But I, am I excited about it? Am I happy about it? No, I'm not. I'm about as not happy about it as I am uh, that I'm about to eat out this pumpkin over here. So why don't we just do that? Why don't we just get that over with? Because I, I, I need to go ahead and not yeah. think about that anymore.
1: Last get week on that punk.
0: <laughs> last week for the Zozo uh, Hideki closed it out after, you know, the, the most, um, just the biggest Hideki troll press conference of all time, press conferences, when he told everyone that he, he, on Wednesday for the presser, he rated his game less than one out of ten in terms of where his swing felt at the moment. And, I, and I, I, I put the quote up on Twitter and I said, guys, take this with a grain of salt. This is the same man who would let go of the club, already be staring at his divot and cussing his caddy, um, you know, for hitting for pulling a shot, you know, 15 feet left of the flag. So he's he tends to be hard on himself, hypercritical, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, he turned around and won the thing. So. That's all we got to say about that. I'm tired of these short numbers winning these fall season events. This really messes with the DB's Big Balls betting card mojo when you got Sam Burns and, you know, freaking Hideki. And what was the other one? Who's the other shorter number that won just recently? Well, I hit. Yeah, you hit Sungjae at 33. So this is a little bit longer. Yeah, I just can't. I don't like that, man. I need long. I need long numbers here. I need long numbers to win. I need these long shots hitting it. But anyway, uh, you know, you thought that Mackenzie Hughes was going to have a great week. I thought you were insane. Um, turns out Mackenzie Hughes figured out how to, you know, hit the ball. Yet last week he finishes what T nine, and I took. No, him... he
1: was like fourth. Whatever, whatever. He was, like
0: four. Whatever. It was top ten. I had Maverick McNeely, and we spun the betting wheel and the penalty. Uh, you know, it's it's the week of Halloween, Pat, and I'm not going to be here next Monday night. I don't know if you remember that. You probably don't. Mm-hmm. But next Monday night, you either got to do it on your own. Or you got to find a host. I'm not here, so. I had to, we had to do something Halloween themed and we decided, Pat said, you know, maybe somebody should eat out a pumpkin, raw, raw dog, a pumpkin. So not
2: raw dog, but you know what I mean? So,
0: oh, that's a nice size pumpkin. Isn't that that's a, a really, nice... I mean like, that's like an emoticon level pumpkin. It's like That's, a, good, that's a pretty looking pumpkin. That's a perfectly round pumpkin. And I've already taken the, you know, I was going to do it slightly different- Oh you should eat from the
1: top. You should eat from the top. You want me to just take a bite out of the top of it? I don't know. I think you if you're eat I don't know, maybe if you're eating out a pumpkin you need some insides. Well I mean this is the insides. Yeah, but it's it's the top. The
2: okay. top of the insides. Uh, I mean
0: I think there's a couple things people should know. I am A not a fan of pumpkin anything. Like I don't I don't I don't eat pumpkin pie. I don't eat pumpkin seeds. I don't um i don't do any of that uh i don't drink pumpkin spice lattes so i don't do that and and b i do have a gag reflex i'm not kidding this is uh how many pounds is it this has got to be i don't know this has got to be like a good i mean look at my head compared to this thing right like it's a sizable pumpkin you know look at that bad boy right there see that look at the inside nothing's been tainted here nothing's been tainted um perfectly clean inside of a pumpkin seeds and everything in there i'm just gonna I'm actually just gonna go in by hand, and then when I'm done, I'm gonna have to go rinse off real quick and you know clean up. That's what you tend to have to do when after you after you eat out a pumpkin. There's usually a cleanup process. So <laughs> I, I figured you guys would give me at least that. I got my I got my um I've got a little tequila tonight. I'm going oh, Casamigos. You to that I'm ba- can I'm you about tell to I'm can you tell I'm kind of delaying yeah, right now? Okay. I
1: don't want you to. I'm almost delaying. <sighs> oh.
0: Goodness. I, dude, the texture of this, <laughs> it's like very rubbery. I think it's going to take me a while to chew it. You got to you gotta chew it down. Uh, I may throw up back into the Don't
2: let pocket. those seeds get in your way. I'm a Nylon boy. No, I'm just kidding. Ha! <laughs> ah! AC says eat don't it. think about it. I can't eat stop out thinking about that it. Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I have to eat out, I have to eat a pumpkin raw. How a about I can't chew it and swallow it, dude. I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, uh. Swallowing is not. It's so chewy. I'm so happy I came up with this idea. <laughs> it's still in there. I just want people to know that I cannot swallow this stuff. I can't swallow it. I can't breathe. I am. <sighs> okay, I gotta swallow some of this stuff. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> Ah, <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I don't know how this is going to do on a podcast. They aren't watching this one. Oh, <sighs> mm. <sighs> oh my goodness. Ah. Oh. Oh, uh, I should probably talk, but I can't. I can't talk. Oh my goodness!
1: I've never seen. I've not seen many things that funny in my life. Uh, but DB eating out of pumpkin was one of my all-time favorite moments on the show. One of my all-time favorite moments. Oh wow! Do you think that would have been easier for you, Pat? I don't know. I don't know. I was so glad I did not have to eat out a pumpkin. Oh, I mean, Mackenzie Hughes, God bless you, son. God bless you, Mackenzie Hughes.
2: <sighs> oh, yes.
1: Hey, what did it taste like, DB? <laughs> it
0: really, it really wasn't the taste. The texture. I mean, the taste is like bland as anything, but the texture is very, very like rubbery
2: and does not go down easily for me, personally. Uh, um, so I'm not. I I'm not a.
0: I can't. I don't do well with this eat with these eating things. <sighs>
1: All right.
0: Well, well we're four, minute, We're fourteen minutes into this.
1: <laughs> Good for you. I'm happy you. I mean. Okay. I can just smell the inside of a pumpkin right now. <laughs> it's <just> not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Can you, uh, it's really pungent. It stings the nostrils. Mm. Can you go ahead and do the course thing?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the course this week for the Butterfield Bermuda Championship <laughs> in Southampton, Bermuda. By the way, you know what By Butterfield way. is? Do you know? A type of pumpkin? <laughs> no. No. Nope.
0: I was really hoping it was actually a butter company.
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like it should be like a like
0: bread. A bread I was company. really hoping it was a butter company because I'm like, what are the t markers going to be like little sticks of yeah. margarine right there? And then I was thinking like, how does how, how does the tour get? How does the, a butter company look at the PGA tour and go, you know what? We want to advertise with that demographic. We're going to sponsor a tournament, and then we can't get an alcohol sponsor. Like, I was thinking, like, how does that even add up? But Butterfield is actually a, a bank in, uh, in Bermuda. So forget all that. Anyway, continue.
1: Good for that bank. Um, anyway, so we're at the Port Royal Golf Club this week. Uh, they've played here. This will be the third year in a row they've played here. Uh, it is a par 71 playing just over 6,800 yards. So it's obviously not very long uh, when you look at the average uh, distance uh, for courses on the tour. Uh, we are at a field of 132 players this week. 130 they, now. 130 They now. keep losing people. And they maxed out. Like, they don't have any. I've never seen this. Like, they don't have anybody else that can be an alternate. Like, I couldn't even. If I wanted to be an alternate, I couldn't be. Well, they've now, already.
0: Yeah, they've already maxed out the alternates. Now they're going to an, invi- uh, an invitation list. I don't, I don't think they're going to. It's 130 people now. But I think if you showed up there with your sticks and you're fully vaccinated and a negative COVID test, they'd let you play.
1: I'd probably get to play. Um, but you got pretty much Bermuda grass, tea to green this week. They do have a little bit of Zoisia in the, in the rough. Um, you know, these greens are not terribly difficult. Um, you get a lot of comparisons to uh, Maui this week, the plantation course. Very hilly course. Lots of elevation changes on this course. Depending on the weather and the winds, this could be a birdie fest. Now, we're getting a lot of rain, I think, out there the first couple of days this week. And then Thursday is a ton of wind. And then it's going to kind of settle down just a little bit. But it is a pretty easy course. I mean, there are three easy par fives here, several attackable par fours. But again, like I said, you get a lot of wind. um, And this course can be a little bit more difficult. You know, when Brian Gay won here last year, he won at 15 under. But then you had Brendan Todd at 24 under. So, you know, a little bit of difference there. But we had way more wind and weather last year with Brian Gay. Um as far as the course itself though it's a ball striker's course I mean you got to be at, you look, look at the winners here Brendan Todd Brian Gay okay all right these guys are accurate off the tee they're good ball strikers um and that's really all you got to look at but pretty much anybody in this field I think has a shot um just even even some of the longer guys you know like Wyndham Clark was right there with Brian Gay last year he's one of the longer tour, uh, players on tour so um you know if I'm looking at stats for this week Definitely looking at form, ball striking, stroke gained approach, putting on Bermuda, probably a little bit of driving accuracy as well. Um, but that's about it. That, that's, that's all I really got, DB. Yeah, I'm
0: not rattling off a bunch of stats, man. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Anybody can win this thing. The wind is going to play a big factor. I would say this, don't, uh, you know, don't lock in a whole lot until we see wind and tee time wave advantages. I think this is kind of, I mean, this thing could turn into like a little bit of the Open Championship you know, in terms of wave advantage, definitely. So if, if it's real blustery for one wave over another on one day, you know, I would just say, like, don't get too committed to spending your, you know, your your units before you really have that nailed down, because this thing could get nasty. There's some big storm, nor'easter or something coming through that's, that could wreck, you know, wreck some things up a little bit. So I think pay attention to that for sure. Um, other than that, man, I mean, it's it's like, you know, you're looking for value looking for for uh you know i, I like some some guys with some experience around here ha, you know having played this course once or twice uh would be cool but other than that man form ball striking yeah putting being comfortable on this bermuda it's it's very grainy bermuda is what we've heard um that it's like it's that real good florida it's similar to like that florida grainy stuff you I mean Todd and Scotty Scheffler have the course records at 62 like could not hardly be two more opposite players right there and uh, of course Brendan Todd really screwed me the year he won because we had Harry Higgs at like 150 to one and uh, Higgs was in the final group and loss so that sucks but other than that I thought it was interesting too I looked at something oh look at Aussie DB dropping in 15 australian dollars on the super chat wow thanks for that dude i appreciate that you don't have to do that but that's very nice of you thanks for for the pumpkin love there. are all uh i guess that converts to about 11 dollars in u.s so i could use that to go buy uh maybe i'll maybe i'll put that towards my island boy halloween costume efforts yeah there you go get some fake tats i gotta figure help me figure out put that in the comments how could i get that how could i make my hair what could i do for my hair to be the the blonde french fry looking island boy uh one thing i thought was interesting. These fairways, hard to hit. Less, less fairways hit here than the tour average. But here's something interesting. The rough's not that tough, right? Higher greens in regulation per miss fairway than the tour average. So, you know, harder to hit fairways, but easier to hit greens in regulation when you miss them. So uh, this is all about, yeah, this is all about hitting it close, making some putts, and uh, there you go. Long shot winners, hopefully. Please, God. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's yeah, go. Uh, also, somebody said something about member guest stories. Uh, we're going to talk about member guests. I meant to, meant to tease that in the beginning. We're going to talk about member guests here in, uh, towards the end, whatever free time we have. We got, I got a little video clip with my show. We'll, we'll talk about it. But uh, I do want to let people know that if you're interested in investing in cryptocurrencies, we, which you should right now, because to the moon right now, crypto is killing it. Love opening up my Kraken app. And seeing what's going on in the crypto world, if you're not sure where to get started, it's the Kraken app. With Kraken, you can buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptos like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum, all on the go, 24/7. It's easy to get started. You just download the app, create your account, you're investing in minutes. One of the coolest things about buying on crypto, uh, buying crypto on Kraken, is you don't need a lot of money to try it out. So even if Bitcoin's like right now sixty thousand worth, sixty thousand dollars per coin. You know, you can buy it for 10 bucks on Kraken. Just get your feet wet. Start nickel and dime, you know, just a little bit at a time here. So find out for yourself why Kraken has one of the most highest-rated places to buy crypto for the last 10 years. Visit kraken.com slash tourjunkies now to learn more or search for Kraken. That's K-R-A-K-E-N. I can't talk after that freaking pumpkin. K-R-A-K-E-N in the app store. Search for that. We've also got the crypto channel in the nut hut that's popping off. My boy, you know, Emmett in there slinging some knowledge. There's another dude in there that I think I only see him in the crypto channel. I don't even think he's in the, he's in the actual like golf channel. Uh, it's a great time. So join that community and uh, get you some Kraken app situation going on. All right, Pat, let's talk DFS. Let's talk bets. Mm. Why don't we just say, like, you know, if we're in the range and you like a bet, too, on a guy or whatever, you can just do that basically i don't care what how this goes so we can start at the 9k range and you just tell me okay. who you like and then tell me who you like to bet on and
1: okay we'll move well i there. got a few guys in here and and all right and two of them actually uh i'll bet on um so i'll start uh near the top here at ten five. i like mito Pereira. i mean look has he has he withdrawn As far as we know, Mito is not withdrawn. Like, ring a bell, Sam. If somebody, if we, like, we need a bell for this week, if somebody has withdrawn and we don't know it because it could have happened while we, before we started this show. Um, but anyway, I'm going to go with Mito this week. Uh, You know, look, the guy's been playing fantastic golf, um, pretty much, you know, since the, you know, start of the, whatever, the new season, you know, it's been playing well. I've been kind of off of him, like, just not wanting to play him, but, it's hard not to with Mito this week, and then when you look at, at, at him as far as betting, um, you know some books have him as short as sixteen to one, but I've seen him at twenty five to one. So if you get him at that twenty five to number, I think I, I think that twenty five to one number is a really good bet on Mito. That's this on points up.
0: bet right now. I can see. Yeah,
1: points bet this week. Another guy, Seamus Power. He is at ten two. I think he is a good bet as well. I mean, you look at him at thirty five to one, uh, which is. Also in points bet, 35 to 1. And he's 20 to 1 on DraftKings. So, you know, that's a pretty good difference there with Seamus Power. I like the way he's been playing. text, a lot of boxes this week. So Seamus Power at 10-2 on DraftKings also as a bet. Another guy, Taylor Pendrith, at 9,100. I like him on DraftKings. I think that's a good number for him. Um, this is a guy who is just, you know, great ball striker when you look at his stats on the Corn Ferry tour. Um, you look at, you know, <clears throat> just his overall play this entire year um whether it's the corn Ferry tour or you know struggled a little bit on the pga tour since he started but i still like some taylor penderth here at 9100 i think he's you know he's he's not like necessarily you know having a lot of top tens you know he's made the cut in the fortinet the sanderson farms and the shriners all not great finishes, but still, I mean, totally different fields than you have this week, even though they are pretty weak, but they're not near as weak as this field is. So, Taylor Pendrith there at 9,100. I like him a lot this week. And then my fate is going to be Seabez at ten seven. I don't know. I just don't, nothing like Christian Bazooden height. Like, nothing makes me that excited about him. I, I just, I'm not, I don't want to play him at ten seven. You know, the, this, this field is, you know, he's, he's a good player, but, whatever i don't care not gonna play him at ten seven. he is a good player um and he has high ownership
0: i, I don't want to do he's that. not this does suit his this this place does suit his game i mean the, the he hasn't played though he hasn't played a you know a worldwide event since early september um so i don't know i i think you're right i think paying 10-7 for c feels like taking a, a raw pumpkin to the, to, the, to the mouth is what it feels like. So I, I agree with that. I mean, I can't play any of these guys that high up. I, I don't even think I want to play Mito, honestly. I, I don't hate to play with Mito. I mean, I'm tempted most by him um, of anybody in the 10K and above range. Uh, um, I'm tempted. But for me, it's more of these low nine guys. I, I agree with you on the Pendrith play. Um, but I, I like Danny Willett. I like Danny Willett at 9,300, a guy coming off a win at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx. Obviously, he's comfortable in the wind. Um, then he comes out at the Shriners, finishes twenty-first. He's um, so he comes in good form. He comes in as a you know a global player with a lot of experience and can definitely play in in windy conditions. So I think Danny Willett's a really interesting play, and he's forty to one. I believe that's the best number for Willett. Yeah, forty to one on Points Bet or DraftKings currently. Um, so I like the Pender's play. I like Danny Willett, and uh, I, I think. I think oh Adam Hadwin is interesting. Coming off of a sixth place finish at the Shriners, uh, made cut you know made cut at the Sanderson Farms. The ball striking looks to be improving for Adam Hadwin. He's thirty five to one uh, in the in the sports books, and I don't mind the price either on DraftKings at ninety four hundred. I mean, you know I, I like Adam Hadwin in terms of possibility to win as good as almost anybody up there. Like outside of maybe Mito and and I guess Fitzpatrick if he's rolling, but. Um, this is definitely a place where if Brian Gay's had the kind of success he's had, a guy like Adam Hadwin could get it going, as long as the iron play uh, is is solid. So Willets, Pendrith, Hadwin are kind of the three for me. I think those are those are my favorite guys. The Pendrith is your Wyndham Clark, Scotty Scheffler comp that's done really well here. I mean, he's just going to bludgeon the place to death, and you just hope you know he can roll some putts in because he's the longest hitter in this field probably by a mile. I mean, Thomas Detry hits it a, a good long ways too, but uh, Pendris a, a stick. So, all right, that's a nine K range in the top of the board. What else we got? We or do we want to keep going or should we just stop? Like, what what do we think? Should we just quit now?
1: No, no, no. We okay, go. so
0: we should go. All right, eight yeah. K range. Um, I tell you, my favorite play in here, like right off the bat, because there are a few names in here I'm I'm, I'm interested in. I'm I'm finally ready. And, and I'm excited about playing some, st- some Stefan Yeager. I think, I think mm-hmm. we may have mentioned him on another podcast uh, this year so far, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, glad, I'm glad to see him arrive at a tournament that really suits him. Uh, he hasn't done great to start this PJ Tour season. He's only made one cut. It was a T26 at the Sanderson, missed the cut uh, in the other two events prior to that. He's never played here before, despite being a, this his third time around the sun at the PJ Tour. But you know he the profile of what he does well is uh, you know is hit a lot of greens, hit a lot of fairways, make some putts, and an incredible short game. So if it does get nasty and windy, and guys start missing more greens, and, and now up and down and saving par is kind of your friend. And now to make birdie on some of these par fives, you're you're having to get up and down. Like I really like that about Jaeger. He's forty five to one on the betting board. I'm not sure I love that number uh for jaeger but it does kind of show because he's, he's hanging around in this 50 55 to one range it does kind of show a little bit of value there in terms of dfs in terms of his price i think he's i think he's nicely priced at 8400 I, I like him much better than mccarthy better than stallings better than sahith better than detry here even um and it all goes down to course fit so I, he's one of my favorite plays in this range is jaeger but then guido migliosi like i gotta get I, it, we gotta play guido like as good as this kid was for for the opportunities that he got on the PJ Tour, he's he's a stud, and I think Guido is uh, you know could be one of these guys that that makes a lot of noise this year in the limited opportunities he gets because he he chose to forego the Corn Ferry Tour Finals and get his card that way. He's going to get some starts on the PJ Tour, and he's going to continue wreaking havoc on the Euro Tour. Uh, but eighty three hundred uh sorry not Garrick go, Guido eighty seven hundred. I like that a lot, so I'm going to go with uh, with old Guido and uh, Jaeger.
1: Okay. Um, the two guys I like here in, in DFS are at the bottom. Um, I like Ryan Armour at 8,100, and I like Joseph Bramlett at 8,200. Uh, I mean, we'll start with Bramlett here. You look at his ball striking. He's number two in the field in ball striking. He's fifth in strokes gained approach. He's fifth in opportunities gained. So if we do get a scoring week and, and not as much wind and weather, um, he checks the box there. Um, you look at the odds for Bramlett. He's at sixty to one. He may be longer. I'm I'm just looking at right offhand at, at books there, but sixty one for Joseph Bramlett. I think is a good number there. And then Ryan Armor. I mean, this is a Ryan Armor. course. I can't play Ryan Armor at eight thousand. But this is a Ryan Armor course. Can't do it. He's at 8, 22nd, in ball striking. He's first in good drives gained. He is thirty fifth in strokes gained approach. First in fairways gained. So if you want a little difference here, you talked about. You know, listen. So we're talking about driving accuracy versus uh, good drives gained. All right, good drives gained means you still hit the green, even if you do miss a fairway. And you know what? That's what he's doing. Both he's doing both things: fairways gained, driving accuracy, and good drives gained. For Ryan Armour. I mean, that's, this is a Ryan Armour course. It is. It's it the, is. The, I just small- hate pulling the trigger on him. Okay well either way, I like Ryan armor there at 8100. I do think there's some potential for some higher ownership with him um, he is <laughs> six, 60 to one by the way I, I I mean that that would be a definite
0: fit fa- I mean almost really in this field literally almost anyone I, actually no actually anyone in this field at a high ownership I am not This is one of those fields where I will not eat the chalk. There's so much in question here between the. Yeah, I think Armor
1: can be a chalk. You could eat chalk on him. No, I'm not eating chalk on anybody in There is not a more perfect course fit on tour. Yeah,
0: but there's a lot of them. There's there's plenty of guys like him that have equal or better upside as Ryan Armor, and uh, you you don't have to eat the chalk. My favorite player in here, I don't even know who the hell it would be, but my favorite player in here, if he's 20%, 25%. there's no way I'm playing that like not even close I think you could fade anyone in this in this field who gets chalky you could fade him there's not a clear I mean even Patrick Reed we didn't even talk about Patrick Reed like he's head and shoulders the the class of the field in terms of cachet and long-term form and just career player he's obviously coming in playing horribly um but he's you know he's already on social media posting about his time in Bermuda he's an island boy apparently and you know he likes it here, so I don't know. Like, what do you do with him? But it doesn't matter who it would be. I would not. I'm not playing chalk. I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna have low ownership DraftKings lineups. I'm not doing it. Or I'll just, you know, or you can bet them if they're chalky. I guess whatever. What one other name in this AK range I think is is interesting to look at is, is Lipsky, who's uh, who's kind of been traveling the globe doing his doing his thing. i uh, just finished fourth in Spain. Uh, I think it was in Spain, Andalus- Andalusia Masters. Um 22nd at the Fortinet and the first official event of the PGA Tour this year for, for Lipski. He's a worldwide player as well. Um, so I think Lipski's interesting. All right, anybody else? You good? Well, who, would,
1: who would be your definitive fade? I don't know. know. I mean,
0: definitive fade is going to be uh, Higo and always Higo. And I, people are saying Guido's been playing bad. He has. He's had some bad tournaments, but he's also had you know a seventh in there or something recently too. Like He's kind of back and forth. But Guido, when Guido gets his... His, uh, yeah, he's seventh at the Omega Masters in August, 17th at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx. You know, the, these two events in Spain, whatever. He's, you know,
1: so I for, think for me, it's McCarthy. You know, McCarthy wow, is, wow, you
0: love McCarthy.
1: Great, he has great course history here, but if you look at his stats recently and his play recently, it has not been all that good. Um, so I think McCarthy is going to be my fade. He probably is going to be higher end. People are going to look at his course history here. Um, but when you when you just look at you know the, the stats that these guys have to have to play well here, he's a in the field in ball striking. He's 98th in stroke gain approach. Now he is number one in putting on Bermuda, so I will give him that. But Same. everything else about him just kind of stinks. Stinks like the inside of a pumpkin. I'm
0: actually going to challenge you. Well, I'm about to challenge you here. I'm about to piss you off. This is where this this is the kind of situations where Triggered Pat could come out. Um. But you made me eat a, you, you. and Mackenzie Hughes made me eat a pumpkin, so I'm going to do it.
1: I didn't make you eat a pumpkin. You, Mackenzie Hughes did. And you, you spun the damn thing three times, you so had the you can't fault. blame me.
0: You had the idea. Um, I did have the idea. You talk watch. about McCarthy's form. I mean, while, while Ryan Armour's form is not bad.
1: I'm just looking at the last two out of three events. He's missed
0: two cuts out he, of the last three events. So has Ryan Armour. And the one right. cut that, that McCarthy didn't miss was a 17th. The one that, armor didn't miss was a 51st armor's worst putting surface bermuda according to fantasy national does he gain strokes in the wind no actually he sucks in the wind like very bad that's, the wind.
1: Getting, that's getting into the weeds a little too much
0: oh uh, okay 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 See, I think you're just making it convenient for your argument. You love your boy, Denny, who gains strokes in the wind, who no, gains strokes on Bermuda. If you're, you're going
1: to sit there and talk about, like, wind stats, I mean, come on. Well, that's important it's here. We just talked on. about this. We, just we don't know. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. I just, I, yet. I think you're, I
0: think you're something happened with you and Denny, because that's your boy. And no, did just, he piss you off with his miscut when you played him last time or something? Like, I would much rather have McCarthy over armor. And I'm not spinning the wheel, Sam. Don't put that in the chat. We're not spinning the wheel again this week. We just did it two weeks in a row. We're not doing it again. I would much rather have Uh, Denny McCarthy over Ryan Armour. Who do
2: you think is going to be higher-end? I don't know.
0: God, I mean, I, I think it should be Denny McCarthy. But I think Denny is gonna be higher owned. Okay, but it might be like 14% what do we what do we do? What do we talk about when we
1: talk about who we're gonna fade in this because you didn't even have I I brought up the fade before you even talked about it. Like you were just gonna gloss over the fade. Because I don't care Denny about his... McCarthy is the guy in here that I think a lot of people are gonna play. Here
0: goes my fade. Here goes
1: that my that I don't think is gonna play well. I think and, and so that's that's what I'm doing here. Okay. That's what I'm doing here.
0: All right, well let's let's keep it moving. Um, why don't you start the seven K range?
1: All right, seven K range turned out weird for me because everybody in this range has the last name that starts with H, <laughs> which is really weird. I didn't even know this was going to happen. I just came yeah. through. It just this is what happened. Okay, so I'm going to start with Nick Hardy. God, up I, there love at I love him.
0: 7900. I love. I love Nick Hardy. God, I, it's going to be so hard for me to get off, to like get off of his jock this year. I, I just want people to know. You're gonna hear his name come out, out my mouth a lot this year.
1: Yeah. Nick Hardy is is uh I mean he's a great play this week. You look at all the stats for him. I mean, he checks the box and ball striking, good drives gained, you know, opportunities gained, stone cold killer, strokes gained approach. Nick Hardy is is the man. I, I love yeah. him this week at seventy nine hundred. Yeah. I think that's that's a great number. Mark Hubbard is also right there at seventy nine hundred. I like Hubbard. Old homeless hubs as he goes by on Twitter. You look at his last two events, he did have a 44th at the Shriners, T-16th at the Fortinet Championship. Um, I, I think Hubbard is a, is a really good play this week. Um, you know, he has played here once before, T-41 back in uh, 2019. Um, you know, you look at the stats for Hubbard. He's seventh in the field in good drives gained. He's top 25 in ball striking, top 15 in approach and driving accuracy. Puts fairly well on Bermuda grass greens. So. Mark Hubbard at seventy nine hundred. I think is a good play. Then down at the bottom, the other H, Lee Hodges, is oh. at seventy three hundred. I like him as well. You know, he's a guy that. I mean, you look at. By the way, I think his odds. Yeah, so he's hundred to one on points bet, but sixty five to one on DraftKings. I mean that's a that is a huge difference yeah. right there, and I think you know you maybe points bet it you know. DraftKings, there's something about to me with the odds and how they're they're looking at it from a DFS purpose. And then, you know, when they're putting their regular odds out in their sports book, I don't think Points Bet sees it as much from a DFS level. So there sometimes could be um a little bit of a difference there on tournaments like this where they don't necessarily know the players quite as well. Um so you're looking at Lee Hodges there at seventy three hundred. He's a guy that, I mean, he's been playing really well recently. You know, you look at his last few events. 27th at the Shriners, 45th at the Sanderson Farms. Um, You know he's he's just a really solid player um, across the board. So I like him at 7300. And then my fade is going to be up at top at 7700. Lucas Earbert, Earbert, er, Ear Earbert, Earbert, Earbert. Yeah, it still starts with an H. <laughs> I'm going to go at them at 7700. I don't, I just don't see it. I mean. 75th in the field in ball striking 115th in good drives game i mean nothing about his stats looked any good whatsoever um and then you look at the recent form for him missed his last two cuts at the sanderson farms and the Fortinet championship so lucas earbert speaking so of been. uh odds discrepancies
0: what did you say you had taylor pendrith at because i was just scrolling and i saw this uh
1: I had Penderth at 50 to 1 yeah, okay. on points bet but 35
0: to 1 on draft.
1: Yeah, days. yeah, I just noticed that. I like that a lot on points bet.
0: I we got that might be an early one you jump on despite the uh despite the uh you know the without knowing the weather wave situation. That's just a lot of value there for him I think. Um so and then Nick Hardy and and Hubbard, we didn't talk about a lot of odds in the AK range. I, I mean, I mentioned Jaeger at 45 to 1, but getting into that Hardy Hubbard Range, they're pretty good numbers on, dra- on uh, points bet. They're they're much higher. It's both seventy to one on points bet. Hardy's fifty to one and Hubbard's sixty to one on DraftKings. Um, I like both of those guys as well. I think you know this is a, a place where Hubbard's got to take advantage. You know, uh, and I think there's maybe something to be said for just you know, it kind of goes back to uh maybe last week a little bit like strokes gain guys who give a rip situation where like there's just some guys at this tournament that need it more than others um and are putting obviously all, all these guys are having to put up with a lot of the COVID protocols and crap that's going on with in, in Bermuda and the rules and regulations it's why a lot of people aren't here it's why a lot of people aren't putting up with it but um you know I think guys that really need it like a like a Mark Hubbard you know guys that know you don't get a par 71 6800 yard track every week of the year on the PGA tour. And I got to make my hay where I can make it. So a guy like Hubbard definitely needs that. A guy like Russell Knox, who's a guy that I really, I really am interested in here at 7,700. And Knox is 45-1 to 1 on DraftKings and 60-1 to 1 on points bet. So again, a lot of value there on points bet. He's played here twice, finished 11th and 16th. The, uh, the putting seems to be improving a little bit for Knox. He's made two out of his three cuts to start the year, but nothing to really write home about at the moment. Um, he lost a butt ton of strokes at the Shriners, but you know, gained gained a couple strokes before that. So it's kind of coming and going for Russell Knox, which is typical. But um, he's an interesting name here at uh, at sixty to one on points bet and seventy, what I say, seventy seven hundred on DraftKings. So I like Knox. Um, who else in here? Who else? I think as you, as you get down there, I mean, we, are we going to talk about? The guy who's finished first and third at this tournament in two starts, Brian Gay, your defending champion, who's... I mean, uh, who's, might as well mention him. You don't owns, mention him, and
1: he, and he wins, and what are we going to do? Yeah,
0: his mom owns that lingerie shop in Augusta, right across from uh, Augusta National. Uh, we talked about that last year, I think. So, I mean, he's 100-1, to 1, and he's finished third and first, Like, and he says he loves his place. He says it reminds He's actually where I, I pulled that bermuda quote he said last year the, the the really grainy bermuda greens and surfaces remind him of florida and being at home and he's comfortable on those on those places so um you know brian gay is is a cheap option like i'd much rather have him than ryan armor even and you save a thousand dollars or whatever it is on DraftKings. what is he Yeah, 7100 bucks i mean jeez um you know another h name that i like pat that I thought you were going to mention at 7,000 bare minimum, your boy, Bo Hostler, Like this was like a good Bo Hostler event. 16. I thought
1: you were going to say Bo Hogue.
0: I like him too. 16. I like a lot of H names in here too. Hostler finished 16th in his only event of the PJ tour season so far at the Fortinet, um, you know, Texas, Texas Longhorn, comfy in the wind, T24, T26 here in both outings. I mean, He's a tremendous putter. Hostler's a stick at seven thousand, and um, and I think he actually. I mean, I think he could he could actually win this damn thing. He's eighty to one. Actually, where is he at on points bet? Uh, yeah, eighty to one on both points bet and DraftKings. So, you know, I like a handful of guys in here. Um, I mean, I would fade guys like Peter Uline. As much as I hate to say it, my boy Vincent Whaley. I think I got to fade him. You know. Anyway, that's the 7K range for me. You ready to move on? Are we, are we, yeah, do we, we want to quit or do we want to keep going?
1: No, let's keep going. You right. have to do the 6K range. I'm going to keep like...
0: asking if you want to quit or not. because. Yeah. Uh, love Cameron Percy. I mean, is this not a Cameron Percy week, Pat? I know you're a big Cameron Percy I'm a guy. Big,
1: he is, he's the number one person I have written down.
0: hunch played here twice, T-26 and a T-48. Uh, I mean, Percy... You know, doesn't do a whole lot on the PJ tour from a regular, you know, on a regular basis. But he makes a ton of cuts in a lot stronger fields than this, and he's actually, you know, he gains strokes off the tee with with accuracy, and he's a really good iron player, like damn good iron player. If you look at his strokes gain approach numbers, like you'd be surprised how good Cameron Percy is with the iron. So, uh, if he can make a few putts, that'd be int- That'd be refreshing for old Cameron. Now, according to Fantasy National, he sucks in the wind, but I got to believe all Aussies, 100% of Aussies are good in the wind. So I refuse to believe whatever Fantasy National is telling me about Cameron Percy. Not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like Vaughn Taylor, man. You know, fellow Champions Retreat member, Vaughn Taylor, 6,800. And, I mean, let's think about this. A 68, 6900 yard short course, coastal, windy conditions, uh, a little place called Pebble Beach. Ever heard of it? You know mm-hmm. who's won Pebble Beach? His name is Vaughn Taylor. Could be interesting. Finished T40 here last time out. Um, you know, not really any solid form to write home about. But again, this is one of those tournaments where Von Taylor needs this tournament. He also needs it to get windy because I will believe Fantasy National on Von Taylor because he's a stud in moderate or windy AF conditions. Vaughn knows how to ball strike his ball in the wind, okay? So, I'm down with Von Taylor, good Bermuda putter as well. I like him. Um, And then I'm going to give you two Corn Fairy Tour names. Well, I say Corn Fairy Tour, recent Corn Fairy Tour guys, but they're graduates now, PGA Tour rookies. Uh, The first one is a guy, actually, what's it? What'd you say? I said, please don't say mine. Austin Smotherman. Was he yours? (sighs) Yes. He was? Okay. Um, So, if you're not getting the heavy petting emails, for since the first event of the PJ Tour season and for the next however many I'm profiling two recent graduates from the Corn Ferry Tour now PJ Tour rookies and I'm telling you a little bit about them a little bit of background and a quick paragraph quick blurb telling you what they did well on the Corn Ferry Tour what their weaknesses are and a guy like Austin Smotherman checks a lot of boxes here played at Texas played at or sorry played at SMU I think he was actually a teammate of Bryson DeChambeau very comfy in the wind Cali kid I think born and raised um but uh, good ball striker, very accurate, good total driver of the ball. Like I think this could be an interesting spot for old, old young young smothermen. Uh, and the, the last one is our boy Andrew Novak, who Willie Wilcox we had on the show months ago talking about corn ferry tour studs that he thought could do well. Novak was also another player that I highlighted in the heavy petting email a few weeks ago. Talked about his game. Very, very good, accurate player, ball striker. Controlled little two-yard cut. Uh, whenever he wants, as many times as he wants. And Novak's a good player. He's 130 to 1 along with Austin Smotherman at 130 to 1 on the, betting, um, on the betting card there. And they're both 4 to 1 to top 20. Those are just some long shot, you know, Cornfrey Tour studs. But I think Cameron Percy is the pick here at 100 to 1 and plus 350 as a top 20 and 6,900 on DraftKings.
1: Yeah, I'm totally with you on Smotherman. I think he's one of my favorites here in this category and Percy as well. And then also, I was, um, you know, Smotherland's 12 to 1 to finish top 10. Uh, you may have mentioned that, but I think that's No, good.
0: I didn't mention his top 10 number. I mentioned his top 20 number. I, 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 don't,
1: think, I, think, I think 12 to 1, he could still, you know, top 10. If you, you know, look, I mm-hmm. think he's a great play this week. Oh, and uh, actually, I
0: just saw him points bet. Him and Novak are 150 to 1 on points bet. Looks like points bet's the way to go. This is a great example, folks, why you got to have more than one book. You gotta yeah. have accounts in more than one book.
1: Um, I think that's about it for me I, I don't really I don't really have much else in this this range there you go. um any other top twenty well
0: actually, why don't we do this? Why don't we you know uh, before we move on to member guest stuff, first of all, I was gonna say this about this field, Pat. it's so bad, and I tweeted this earlier. I actually think the harder thing to predict is who would finish last like instead of Instead mm-hmm. of picking an outright winner, you had to pick an outright DFL guy. And now there, there could be ties or whatever. But I mean DFL, like, like if, they, if, they, if they miss the cut at, like, plus 12, that's your DFL guy. Like, who, could, who is going to be the worst? Or should you do it with four rounds? I was going to say people should comment in the YouTube comments. We need you to comment. It helps us out. Uh, although, I don't even know that we really want this show promoted at all on YouTube. So maybe not. I don't know. You do you. Thumbs up if you want, subscribe for sure. But maybe comment. I think it would be interesting to see if if people can predict who would finish DFL in this field. Do you have a do you have a guess who that would be? Like anybody you would take? Ted Purdy. Ted Purdy?
2: Mhm.
1: Um, okay. Uh, any reasons why or no? I think Ted Purdy uh played in the member guess with us last weekend. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think he was in our flight. Jeez, how did he? I think he, he may you? have been in our flight. God dog. Um, yeah, I think Richard. Uh, I think Richard Johnson, old Dick Johnson, is probably.
1: Oh come on, you can't do Dick that way.
0: Well, I can do Dick that way. Yeah, and I just did. So okay, there right. you go. Um, anyway, you know, put that in the comments. Who you think's going to finish dead last in here? I think that would be interesting. Also, shout out. I forgot to mention this. We are only what four events, maybe four events into the PGA Tour season, Pat into the new Nut Hut Finals season and mm-hmm. we already have a two-time Nut Hut Listener League winner Wait. last what? Yeah, last week JKR Chris won again. Four hundred and seventy-eight mm. points for the Zozo. It's his second victory of the season, which means he gets bonus points mm. inside his,
1: track to a trip to probably Augusta, because mm. you know this year's winner one is going to Savannah. Yeah. I have a feeling it's not going there. It lightning will, will strike me if <laughs> if if the winner chooses Savannah two years in a row.
0: I will tell you this: if JKR Chris doesn't change his effing DraftKings avatar to a Tour Junkie's avatar, which many win which many are available to be downloaded in the nut hut. There are multiple different versions of them. Thanks to crazy Marcus in the nut hut. You just got to click on TJ avatars on the left-hand side in the nut hut and download any of them. If he doesn't change that by the time he wins the next one, I'm not counting his, I'm not giving him his bonus points and I'm not kidding, Chris. I'm not
1: kidding. Yeah. I I, I said, I said he couldn't win. I think he can win, but there may be some things that we don't do. He doesn't, we don't do. He doesn't get, he don't. Yeah. Um, So
0: anyway, all right, Pat. Why don't we button up this this cluster bang of a field, the Butterfield um, Bermuda Championship, with our covers? You know, kind of our early leans, some some bets that we feel like you know you might want to hop on early. Now, we've we've talked a lot about some discrepancy in in some of these books, right? There's there's been some discrepancy, and we only tend to mention a couple of them here on the podcast, but definitely recommend you shop around. And Covers.com is a great place to go ahead and shop around. They can tell you where a lot of the best odds are. But there's a lot of guys in here that these books have all over the place. So you need to do some shopping. But there's some, there's some discrepancies here, some numbers here that I think we need to go ahead and say, hey, yes, weather could be a factor. Yes, that means that with 130-man field and T time wave advantages, that could be real as well. We're going to need some, you know, we, we might need some more intel before we really lock these in but these are the ones that I would consider going ahead and getting some exposure on before that happens or before those numbers shorten and these books wisen up who you got, who are some favorite picks just to, to, you know, get on early.
1: Well, starting with the, uh, the shorter odds guys. And I know you've, you've talked about the fact that we've had, um, shorter odds, people or players win a lot of these first few events, people and players, they're, they're people people and players. Yeah, they're people, they're people players.
0: Yeah, they are people players.
1: And, uh, Anyway, so nice. I'm going to start with Mito Pereira at 25 to 1. I think as far as the shortest odds guy that I would want to go with, he is it at 25 to 1. I think that is a very good number for him. Um, so I would bet that early because I've seen it as short as 16 to 1 in other books. So if you get him at 25 to 1 in that range, I think that's a good number. Seamus Power also at 35 to 1 I think is a really good number for him. Um, and then the other one is Taylor Pendrith at 50 to 1. I think, you know, I've seen him a lot shorter as well. We mentioned him earlier. I think that is a great number for him at 50 to 1. Um, and there's a lot of guys, I think, in this 50 to 1 range, actually, that you could you could look at. And maybe you have uh, a couple here. But those are the top three that I really love this week.
0: Um, okay. I like, I, I love the Taylor Pendrith bet. I do think you got to jump on that one early at 50 to 1. Uh, I, instead of the Mito short, short kind of... Number, I think Danny Willett at forty to one is the number for me. A guy who just won recently on the European Tour. He's obviously a good win player. Um, just a good stick in general. He's also plus. I like him also as a top twenty at plus one seventy. Uh, I don't. I only have that on one book for now, but I'm sure there's more coming out. Obviously, recording this on Monday night. So I like that number. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh homeless Mark Hubbard, homeless Hubs at sixty to one. To, to win outright, and Russell Knox at 60-1. to 1. Both guys kind of do the same thing. Uh, well, actually they, they kind of don't. They're both really accurate. Hubbard is an amazing putter. Has to have the irons in check to be able to go deep in a tournament. Russell Knox, ball striking has been tremendous. Putter is ice cold, so you just need the putter to get hot. I like both of those guys, both playing well uh, and both 60-1 to 1 outright, and I like both of them at top 20. They both arrive in some semblance of form. They're both plus 240 and then uh, Bo Hostler at 80 to 1. I, ta- I talked about the Texas guy. He's got a good record here. He already started off the PJ Tour season with a top 20 at the, uh, the Fortnite, I think. He's 80 to 1 outright, 3 to 1 top 20. So I like him. And then Cameron Percy, I talked about the Aussie. Uh, great iron player, um, you know, and just consistent, like makes a lot of cuts on a lot tougher tournaments. I think a top twenty is in play for him at plus three fifty. I don't I don't know that I want to go full outright on Percy. It's not my favorite bet in an early lean, but I like the plus three fifty number to hop on that now. So there you go.
1: All right. Well, a few more for me. Oh, okay. Um, I mentioned Ryan Armour. Um, I, I gotta go with him. He's at 60 to one. Um, if you want to bet him top 10, I think you can do that as well. Um a terrible you know, bet. You, I like Nick Hardy also at 70 to one. I think that's a good number for him. If you like Mark Hubbard at 70 to one. Why not go with some Nick Hardy also? I think that's a good number there. And then um, longer odds, guys, you know, Grayson Sig is a guy that we've seen win a lot on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. He won what? Twice? Maybe three times? Probably had a chance to win four or five times. I don't know. But Grayson Sig was one of the biggest number differences I saw. I saw him at 100 to 1 on points bet, but then 50 to 1 on draft. Wow. That's a big freaking difference yeah. right there. Grayson Sig is a great ball striker. This is a good course fit for him. So at 100 to 1, I think that's a good number. And then Austin Smotherman, who you, we both talked about, he's at 150 to 1 outright, but you can also get him as a top 10 at 12 to 1. I think that's a good number.
0: There you go. All right, Pat, uh, let's, let's wrap this up before we move on to any member guest discussion that we want to get to with the, uh, the, the one-minute men and the lineup build for DK. We, we okay. moved this to one minute last week. We successfully made it happen, although the lineup was not successful. We successfully were able to agree on six names that we would put in a DraftKings lineup um, to enter in a GPP, you know, kind of going through some lineup construction thoughts. And so let's see what happens. You know, let's let's try this. This I feel like this could be a little more complicated. Uh, yeah. So you got the timer. I got the names. We got to get this done in one minute. One okay. minute.
2: So timer we got to start. very efficient. No, you tell me. One, two, three, go. Taylor Pendrith. Yes. Uh, okay. Mark Hubbard.
0: uh russell knox i'll go i'll go nick hardy russell knox i really like russell knox
1: yeah let's go nick hardy and russell knox
0: love that um
2: what about
0: what about hostler i also really like hostler
1: i like hostler but wait where is he Seven
0: thousand or percy 69
1: all right, let's go. Let's go, Hostler. Love I that. I do like that.
0: Okay, now we can go up. We got ninety-one hundred. you go up
1: to like Jaeger or because I think people are sleeping love, on
0: Jaeger. No, so. I love Jaeger. You know, I love Jaeger. Uh, where is he? Where is he? How many time? How much time we got? Six, Fifteen seconds left. Ninety-nine hundred left. Who do we got? Hadwin Willett. I like Willett. Let's Willett. Let's go, Willett. Willett. Done. Woo. All right, that was that was close. All right, so the the lineup is Danny Willett, Taylor Pendrith, Stefan Jaeger nick hardy russell knox and bo hostler six hundred dollars remaining uh salary space which is perfectly fine listen that's something we didn't mention like leave plenty you can feel free to leave plenty of money on the table in a field like this awesome man that's a i like that lineup buddy we did very well with that look yeah i I feel like that that could be a good one i can't even believe we used to do this in two minutes we're so good at doing it in one minute i can't believe i can't believe we used to do it in two minutes um can you believe I didn't do any more Island Boy jingles in that 58 minutes that we were... I thought that was going to well, happen. I thought that I'm thought so glad happen you did. Do we want to... I guess um, we could play a little bit of this. We could play this video. I did a quick TikTok, which if you're not following us on TikTok, you should. I'm uh, just at tour underscore junkies. But if you're not on TikTok, I don't know what to tell you. But I did do a quick little recap video of our of what the content that i did get on the member guest. we had my member guest at champions retreat this year and uh so we can play that for you now and if you're listening on audio then you're just going to hear our t- us talking over it and uh and some nice music behind it but let's let's maybe play that see how that looks oh mm-hmm. well so there's the broccoli tree <laughs> I was hurting old man pat I lost the bet. I paid off my bet, my pleated pants, my Tiger Woods outfit. That's what we gotta do right there. We gotta train, train the body. See, here's the problem. There's like 150 people here. Mm. And I'm the only one in the gym stretching, and there's probably 100 on the range. Gotta stretch kids. And they're all older than me. (laughs) Since I'm out didn't stretch, didn't stretch, didn't stretch, didn't stretch, didn't stretch, didn't stretch, didn't stretch. None, none of these jokers stretch, nothing. Nobody's stretching. Just straight to the range. Here's Pat almost making this putt. Oh, I almost Pat. made that.
1: Oh! oh. oh that.
0: Look at that candy. Fruit roll-ups. That was my favorite. They had thing. the fruit roll-ups. God, was the best part of that. Here's Steve. Look how
1: sweet. That's a. That's a. That's a sweet picture.
0: Yeah. Look at us. Even sweeter picture right there. That is broccoli tree hole. Trunk Pat and Narnie. Look at me. Look at my eyes. Good Ooh, lord. Boy. Spirit world there. Fairway Jesus, my boy Charlie, shout out. And us finishing runner-up for the fourth okay, year again. Like <laughs> the fourth year Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, your member guest was a good time. You know what, guys? I, I gotta be honest. So this is our fourth year doing this, fourth year runner-up um in our flight. We I, we did less content this year than we've ever done for the member guests And maybe some of you are disappointed, maybe some of you don't care. Most of you probably don't care. But um, the reason I think for me, Pat, I was kind of evaluating it, is because our first match, mm. very first match out of five, you know, you're pumped up, you're ready to go. We get absolutely thumped, and we get maxed, we we get maxed out by an eight handicap and a sixteen handicap, and the eight handicap shot two under with three birdies and a bogey, and the sixteen handicap shot one over. With an eagle net albatross. So we were basically like, okay, um, we are now done with everything. Like, we're done. Not only are we done, but every other team in our flight is also going to get just totally anal raped by these guys for the next day and a half. And therefore, we are all playing for nothing. We're playing for second place. We are playing for nothing because these guys should not be in our flight. They are clearly sandbagging son-of-a-guns. You know who you are, Brad Jeffries. I'll call you out right now. And I, I heard that your son listens to my show. Your daddy is a is a he's a sandbagger. He's a sandbagging yeah. asshole is what he is. It, it, and, your daddy. And if you're if and you know what, yeah, I think you're old enough and man enough, you could probably call your dad out on it a little bit and just say, Dad, it's time to get real because Brad threw darts on us for nine holes. When I say he made three birdies, it wasn't like miracle chip ins and long putts. No. It was like he hit three balls to within five to ten feet and made the putts. So it just kind of. I don't, a- also don't. I don't know
1: many. I it's. I it's probably happened once before, maybe in my lifetime, but I don't know many sixteen handicaps that can hit it on a par five from about two forty ish out. Yeah. With a three wood, to. Five feet yeah. and make the eagle like i just don't i don't know of many five, uh, 16 handicaps and that can do that
0: yeah
1: yeah i mean it's just it's just yeah it is what it is i mean i, I so again i thought we but i will say this you know that first loss was terrible for us um it just kind of like took we, the win out of out out out, ourselves
0: from a content perspective. You know what I mean? It really like, did. It really did. In the wouldn't... past, we've been like in the hunt, so like we'd update people, be like, this is what we gotta do, this is what we just did. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And
1: and like for this, it was just like, oh, well, now we're oh, well, let's have fun, you know? We were so behind the eight ball in the first match. Now, we did finish strong. We did. We finished really strong. We we maxed out our last two matches, which were both on Saturday, and still had no shot to win anything. So yeah. we still- <laughs> We max, uh, we maxed them out. Yep. Um, and Pat did not. Hey, first year, first year in
0: four that Pat did yep. not top a tee shot or or hit one off the metal tee marker twenty yards in front of him. Right? Or did no, you I top? Actually one? Hit,
1: I hit. I hit. I don't know of, of any tee shot that I really missed all that bad. Yeah, yeah, it was the first year. There may have get, been one that was like a, a worm burn and it went 200 yards, but for the most part, I think most of my tee shots were really good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um and we both came in with the higher ha- highest handicaps we've ever come in at. Like I'm a 10, Pat's a, a 14, 14, which is higher than we've ever been. Like I mean, we've we worked them up, nursed them up, which was good. You know, we did it right. But and we actually played. I mean, we played. You know, close to our numbers. We, I mean, we like, we each had nines where we played a little bit better than our number, but not freaking, you know, eight shooting a two under or a 16. You know, f- you didn't shoot plus two on a nine or.
1: So the first group that we played against was, they were, we had to quit the match because it didn't matter because there was only a max amount of points that you could have. They were seven under. Now, that was net, but they were seven under net. And some of those were actually gross birdies. But, but, but then they had the, the, the eagle net albatross, which is, you know, that's three under a They the had hole.
0: three gross birdies and a gross eagle in seven <laughs> holes. Three gross birdies and a net eagle. I mean, and, and, a, and a gross eagle in seven net holes. Net
1: albatross, yeah.
0: So anyway, it, it just kind of got us behind the eight ball. And then the content, so the content just didn't come because it just wasn't, we weren't feeling it. It was a great time, great event, golf course was beautiful. Our boy Steven, he's our caddy every year. He killed it. He crushed it. He was awesome. You know, the food was good as ever. Pat, um, we had good times at night. You know, we definitely had good times at night. Um, I felt like, you know, this year, one thing I did different, I tried to do different this year was, and I made a conscious effort of this. I even side-texted people and bragged on myself about this. I, I came into this year putting not a lot of pressure on Pat. I did not want to put pressure on Pat.
1: You didn't. He and has. You did. And I, and I. I will say. I'll admit this. You. You did not. And I think I played the best this year that I have all in all four. You did, even though we weren't close. <laughs> you did. I mean, but for
0: the last year, Pat has itched and moaned about how much pressure I put on him in the year prior, and so I'm like, I am not going to do that to Pat. I'm not. I had pressure on myself. I had a lot of pressure on myself. Probably put I think
1: you put actually I probably I put
0: more that, pressure on myself than actually, I
1: Actually, that was a problem. That yeah. was a problem. I'll admit, here's something I'll admit. I think you you diverted that pressure that you used to put on me you're, onto yourself.
0: You're admitting that for me?
1: <laughs> and you caused some problems for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. Um
0: but man I mean anything else, I don't there just, it just wasn't that eventful like it would just No. It was fun. We had a good time. We 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 had good nights. We you know, I wore the damn outfit that um I wore the outfit that Ben made me wear and I can't remember I can't ever remember his name, the Nut Hut member that owns a goodwill in California and he shipped me the outfit with the baggy, cuffed, pleated dockers and the old school Nike purple polo that Tiger wore. That was fun. I wore that Thursday night to the dinner in Calcutta.
1: Um so that was. That we didn't was, even have any like, from what I can remember, like ridiculous funny shots like me topping it and hitting the t markers, or you know, if anything, I remember some really good shots I hit as opposed to any bad ones. Um, I I think I hit uh, that the the you part- you almost had you almost had um on the uh, which would have been the the first shootout hole, although you wouldn't have been the one. Well, actually, yeah, you would have been hit the one hitting the second shot. DB almost made a, a hole out eagle. Yeah, from like
0: 94 yards. I hit it yeah. like four inches. Thought it was going yeah. in. Um, I, also, I guess the worst, like the most laughable hole for me was the par five where I snap hooked <laughs> it so bad off the tee that That's it.
1: That's the same par five that I t- topped it yeah, off. Yeah, it's of. the same
0: part. That par five does not have good mojo for us. I snap hooked it so far left, it went beyond the water hazard left well beyond the red stake into the woods, but it was red stake and we found the ball. And so I swung as hard as I could to try to get it out of what it was in and over the Creek and in the fairway. And it landed in the Creek, but it landed among the rocks and the mud. And it was, it was halfway hittable. So this was in the first match and it was only the third hole of the first match. And actually the first match, they birdied. He hit it to five feet and made birdie. We're down one. And then on the par three, I hit it to 10 feet and birdied.
1: birdied. And so now we're crazy, even. Considering what they did
0: after. And it, then after that, they after just that. boat races. But then on the on the third hole, so we're all square. So, like, we're battling. I, I'm I'm sitting here laying two on this par five, and I can hit the ball, but I'm going to mess up my club. So, I go ahead and put a club on it in the rocks, chunk it out there like 50 yards. And then stripe a seven iron to 15 feet pin high and actually had a 15 foot 15 foot par putt before you know old brad knocked in the birdie putt and it was over anyway but i <laughs> i nearly saved par from from left of left and from the rocks and now i have a dinged up eight iron to show for it and nothing else that was about how about
1: the, how about the next hole after that which is this sh- this sh- like, I know everybody hates when you're, you're going through, so we won't go through all the rounds. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, but the next hole is something that's never happened to me before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I pull it, I mean, I hit a drive. It's not terrible. I thought it was actually going to end up pretty good. I pull it a little left. It's a short par four. And um, <laughs> I'm in what I it appears to be, like, tracks from a from a tractor or something. <laughs> and the ball is sitting down in there. Now, I have to admit this. I did not think I should get relief, <laughs> but, but but we asked for relief, and Old Jeffries said, "Well, that's boar track from a boar." Now, I I used to grow up. I grew up out on this land, actually, uh, fishing and, and and doing duck hunting. And there actually are a lot of boar. Yeah, no, we had it zone. when I
0: first joined out there. We had a wild boar issue.
1: Yeah, and yeah. apparently he said it had something to do with boars, and. He still gave us relief. He gave me relief. I couldn't believe it.
0: And then what'd you do?
1: And With then your- I chunked it because I had the worst drop you, <laughs> you could possibly. chunked it like, so
0: I- bad. I was like, well, we I'm did all that for there- nothing.
1: It gave all, I get. I like, it was a perfect, it looked like a pro doing this drop. I like, you know, I put the club out, I put a tee down. I like trying to get it. The first drop, remember it moved, it jumped forward. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to, Gonna drop it again.
0: (laughs) We actually brother-in-lawed very nicely. Like in years past, me and Pat would both be out of a hole, and it'd just be like, "Well, we're we're done." But we actually really like we would have nines where I just I carried us for the nine, and Pat carried us for the nine, and then you know like we it definitely went that way. It was good. Um, You know, I think we played the best we've ever played, but we couldn't outrun. We couldn't. We couldn't outrun that first match, and that really killed us. Anything else really interesting? Oh, uh, you know, I definitely, you know, like I said, man, I mean, Kissler's giving me a hard time about the stretching situation, but I'm just saying, man, like I started doing this a year or so ago. Too many of y'all suckers, you can't, you can't bend over. You know, you can't bend. You can't barely touch your kneecaps or your shins or even God knows your toes. And being flexible when you get in your 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s is important. And I'm sitting there, you know, Friday morning, it's eight thirty. Everybody just went and had a some some breakfast and a bloody mary. Pat had a bloody in him, of course. I was getting a trans uh, a transfusion in me, and I'm like, man, I'm up here in this gym, and it's just me and the Lord up here stretching. You know, I, right. I got I got on my I got on my bike I, I, or my stairs my stairmaster. You know, heated up heated up the hammies. You got to get them hammies hot, get them running hot, baby. It's like a car, you. It's optimum when you run hot. I got the hammies hot. I started stretching, stretch my hips, stretch my you know my legs real good. You got to get that loosened up. And I'm thinking, and then all these old farts up here and these tight jokers over here can't—they're on the range just whacking golf balls. So you know, I think the new thing should—you know—the new routine for every amateur is you stretch, you warm up, you stretch, you you make 15 full swings max, and you and you go to the tee. That's what I did, and it works for me. It definitely works. For me. I've noticed the difference. It's better for me.
2: Hmm. I don't think. Well, I stretch.
0: I tell you what—that you therapy. do not stretch. I did not see you stretch one time.
1: I you, don't have to stretch in a gym to, to I a stretch. I didn't see you stretch. You, you didn't stretch on the driving range either. Because you were in the gym when I was stretching. I was down in the locker room stretching in the locker room. <laughs> Why call, do you need a gym I to call stretch? Bullshit on that, you don't need a gym to stretch. But i do I, I don't—I don't believe that. I stretch, believe me, every time. I stretch in the shower. I stretch in the shower before I even, even get to the core. Oh. But let me tell you, this is not an advertisement, but it is. That Theragun thing, I like. Theraguns, where's that? The Theragun is good. And then, what happened on Saturday night? Yeah. I can barely remember, but we're at yep. dinner. We're at dinner, and they start handing out Theraguns. To everybody, Thera Guns. Here's a Theragun. Gun. It was like it was like yes,
0: Oprah. Santa's like, elves came out.
1: Cards. Here's a Theragun Gun for you. Here's a Theragun Gun for you. It was oh, I got that mini Theragun. Gun. What they gave? Yeah, they gave them.
0: us they gave us a little mini Theragun. I mean, that wasn't all that we got for a tea gift, but that was very nice. I was not expecting. I thought I thought the tea gifts were over. You know, I thought they were over. Yeah. And then there, boom. You know, boom, bang, bam. We got one. So that that was that was nice. Mm-hmm uh my oh, man anything else i don't know
1: uh that's all i got that's probably it it's a good time I all right we had time, but you know one of these days we're gonna make the Degum shoot out and there's gonna be a lot of content yeah
0: yeah one of these days we'll see all right hey listen thanks for uh thanks for putting up with the island boys and yeah, we're just island boys and we're just Island boys yeah thanks guys we appreciate y'all uh, hanging out with us may your screens be green Hit some bets. You know, we'll be in the nut hut, I guess. We'll have some articles, maybe, um, if everybody doesn't withdraw. So, have a great night.
2: Thanks. See ya!